Today's episode's a doozy, and you know, you know that I will always be unapologetically authentic with you, which is what today's episode is about, because most offers I see suck. I call them the business death trap, but there's a theme of things that I've found that make them suck. So in this episode, we're making a not-to-do list for making offers and connecting with your customers and potential customers, which means write it down and never do these things again because they will not help your business. This is another episode that we pulled from our Lighthouse Method course to give you a taste of how we help you create certainty, safety, and security in your business. And quite frankly, just make it easy because your business is supposed to be easy so you can have fun doing it, creating the life that you love. And our mission is to help you do that every single day. Just so happens that understanding the power of relationships makes that happen everywhere. So now that you know this, we're going to help you avoid the business death trap. So for now, let's get into the not to do list. So you can ensure that these mistakes never happen in your business or in any of your friends business. And if they are send them this episode with a big wide open heart and say, George will help you, but you got to stop doing it. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome or welcome back to the Minded George podcast. My job here is to empower entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, or anyone that joins to listen to ethically build and scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves. One rule, no slime allowed. We drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. All episodes, surprise gifts, and trainings will always be found on mindofgeorge.com to keep this easy with buttons to your favorite podcast platforms. Oh, and as a thank you for listening, I added a video to mindofgeorge.com right on the homepage teaching you how not to be like 92.4% of businesses. That number's made up. But... How not to be like 92.4% of businesses I see pouring their dollars down the drain by not understanding the four types of customer journeys and not giving themselves a chance to succeed. Check it out after this episode and let us know how we can support. Now enough of this, let's get into today's gold. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or if it's where I'm recording, it's evening. We're going to talk about the suicidal mistake, and, and, I, and I say this very gravely because I don't want you to make this mistake, okay? Now, what I'm going to talk about is the mistakes that I see companies, entrepreneurs, business owners, and people make when it comes to creating products, whether physical products or digital products. And my first note that I've written in my notes is almost all the offers I see suck. And they suck for a multitude of reasons. And I'm going to list some of them. And so as I go through this, what I want you to do is be taking your own notes and basically making a not to do list. Like don't do these things on the inverse. Focus on what you want to be doing. Okay. First one, I watch people overthink products all the time. And remember that if you're overthinking a product, you're not creating it or selling it, which means your customers are waiting to be led by the wrong people to the wrong promised land and not you. So listen, MVPs, minimum viable products, they're a thing. It doesn't mean they're less valuable. It doesn't mean that they're not as good. It doesn't mean that they're less beautiful or less functional. 
it means that all the best products in the world are consistently editable, like iterative, right? Like we make them better, we make them better. And so the mistake is I watch entrepreneurs move the starting line, right? Like I'm about to go, wait, I'm about to go, wait, I'm about to go, wait. And that's all self-sabotage, all of it, right? Every movie gets bloopers. Every book has edits that have to be done. They ship the product because the content is the message, not the perfection of it, right? Having people use the product, giving customers something to be a part of. So stop moving the finish line. Next mistake, not being passionate about what you're doing. Just because you know something doesn't mean you're going to be good at helping other people know that thing. Because if you hate your nine to five and you're an accountant, teaching people bookkeeping with this lackadaisical energy isn't going to work. Sales is about energy. Community is about energy. Enrolling people into their vision is about energy. And so if you hate what you do or you don't enjoy what you do, you're not going to be able to sell it nor help your customers or potential customers achieve that goal because you're going to look like a sad puppy and they're not going to be able to trust you because they don't feel excited and all buying happens in an emotional state. And so you need to be able to hold space and bring energy and be excited and shine light to get people excited. And as I even move in my chair and I go out of focus for a minute to get people excited about your product and what you're going to offer and sell. Come back. There we go. Now my face is back. See, I get a little too excited. I even break the camera. Next mistake, you are not your customer. I watch so many people make products for themselves because they don't know their customers. Now, we like to think that we are our customers. We like to think that we're like our customers. But the truth is, is that if we were, they would all be entrepreneurs or we would be buying somebody else's product. See, we're not like our customers. We might think the same or feel the same, but we're a few steps further in our journey. And so if you create a product for you, you're creating a product for somebody in their after state. But the truth is, is that you need to be creating for a product for somebody that was in your before state, which is potentially who your customer is. So make sure you know your customer. And I mean, know them, not it's a single mom that drives a minivan and I cover this in this course and in everything you hear me saying you have to know your customer. You have to know their before state. You have to know their objections. You have to know where you want them to go so that you can create a product to bridge the gap between before and after and either drive over or drive through those objections, okay? Next mistake, being too broad. Being too broad. If you're creating a product or when you're creating a product and a product, like I said, could be an offer, a digital product, a physical product, anything, you have to be specific. Because specificity creates trust and trust makes you the authority and then people are willing to pay for you to take them to the promised land. You have to be specific. Specificity, specificity, specificity. Now, I'm not saying niche down. It doesn't mean that you have to only go to uh, 65-year-old retired male postal workers who collect stamps and have too many cats. It's not what I'm saying, right? But you can't be like, I'm going to teach you how to lose weight. Okay, right? Like, no, like I'm going to share my three-step system that will help you shed five pounds 
in 30 days without going to the gym, cutting out the favorite foods that you love, and just adding this one new hack to your diet. It's specific. That was a really overly specific example, but you get the picture. Don't be too broad. Be specific, which leads me to the next step or the next mistake, which is that people try to sell ideas without structure. The difference between a blog post and a lead magnet is a blog post is an idea. A lead magnet is an idea with structure. An idea with structure and accountability is most likely a paid product or something along those lines, right? I haven't thought through that analogy yet, but it's a good one, right? And so somebody can't pay for noise and information, right? What they're paying for is a path, right? And so, hey, you know, like give me $100 to buy my nutrition coaching, right? Or give me $100 to follow my three-step process in 10 minutes a day to help you lose 10 pounds, Okay, so make sure that you put a process or a vehicle, which we're going to talk about later in this course, but a vehicle to help them go from their before state to their after state, not just noise and information. Okay, another mistake, being too lazy when creating products, right? Now, by being too lazy, I mean under delivering, right? I watch people sell the promised land and deliver the bad lands, right? Inverse it. Promise a minimum amount and over deliver, okay? But let's say you're teaching something that needs a visual representation. Do not write a PDF. Like take the time to record a video or let's say you're creating something that requires somebody to focus or they should listen to. Please make audios so they can listen or if you know that your product requires that they watch a video and hear it and be able to take notes, Deliver the mediums that help set your customers up to win. The biggest problem in business is not when people don't buy your product. It's when people buy your product and don't use it or achieve the desired results. And that's the biggest fear that I have in business, okay? Another mistake. I've said this numerous times on the podcast and videos. Field of Dreams is bullcrap. Leave it for Kevin Costner. One of the gravest, and this is what I consider the suicidal mistake, is creating a product before it needs to be created. Creating a physical product, creating a digital product without a need, without the market fit, without the languaging, right? You need to have an idea and you need to test that idea. And only when it's been tested and processed and put through and beta membered and fed back, like the feedback and the words and the languaging, and you know, and I mean you know, that you have a viable product with a viable market fit, that people are going to pay for it, is when you create the product. Hence how Kickstarter was born. But in the digital world, it's even greater. I've watched people spend three months, six months, 12 months creating a course and spending $25,000, $75,000 to realize that it fell flat because they created it for them, which was one of the earlier mistakes, not for their audience. So you don't want to build it and hope they come. You want to find them, ask them questions and guide them closer to the after state while taking into account what language, what tools, what ideas they have or they need 
to deliver those results since they're the ones that are going to be using the product and getting those results. Which leads me to my next mistake. Confusing the consumer or the customer with the user. Now this might not apply to all of you, but if you have a physical product, and let's say you sell an accessory, and I'm just gonna pick one. Let's say you sell this iPad stand, right? That's just an iPad stand. Let's say you sell this iPad stand. Well, there's two customers here. There's the customer like me who's going to buy this iPad stand for myself. And so I'll give you feedback. I'll look at the usage, right? But then there's the corporate side where I might be buying this for all of my graphic designers in the office, right? And so that would be an instance of confusing the customer with the user, so you need to know your market. You need to know your industry because there might be a product that you create digitally or physically that needs to market to the customer and not the user or needs to market to the user and not the customer. And so those are some things that you want to really, really think about, right? And and it's not as applicable as it is as a lot of these other mistakes, but I've seen it happen multitudes of times, Right seen it happen when you're not clear if you're going to be a B2B or a B2C business. So business to business or business to consumer. Or if you're creating a product that you want to sell a lot of volume, well, the end user is probably not the one buying it, but yet you spent all of your time understanding the end user, but they're just going to be the one using the product. So this is where we get into knowing your customer, knowing the needs, knowing exactly who they are, what your offer is, and what the after state is so you can focus on the right things. Okay. Another mistake and this comes in the marketing of offers, is I watch people focus on creating readers and not creating customers. I focus on people, I watch people focus on creating readers and not customers, and they are two very, very different things. It's easy to get attention with hooks and subject lines and catchy ads, right? But the question you wanna ask yourself, are you attracting attention or are you attracting customers? Because they are not the same thing. So if you have a business that sells supplements, but you're using cat posts and cat images on social media, don't get pissed when you have a million fans with zero customers. Because congruency and consistency is what will breed results. Not trying to go after virality with hockey sticks with incongruent messages for an incongruent journey. So you need to be asking yourself when you're marketing your product, when you're posting about your product, is this attracting a customer or future customer and leading them one step closer to becoming my customer or am I selling my soul for the dopamine hit and the attention devil that's going to put me out of business because it's going to skew my data and not help me attract the right people but I'm going to attract the wrong people that use me for attention but never buy my products. These are the things that you need to be thinking about, okay? Another mistake, confusing features with benefits. Features do not sell. Benefits do. When you're talking about your products, when you're talking about your messaging, you need to be talking in a manner that me as your customer can see and feel myself in the after state. Right, And so I watch people do this all the time. They're selling a digital course. And they're like, I have over 100 videos. And I was like, you're going to kill your conversions. Nobody wants to watch 100 videos, right? So it's like, I have 100 videos that will help you master email marketing versus I have one video that will teach you the three-step process to master email marketing in 15 minutes or less. 
That's a benefit, mastering email marketing in 15 minutes or less, right? Not the stack. I watch people do this all the time. Well, I'm going to include $746,000 of bonuses for your physical or digital product. I don't give a crap about that. That's just literally you convincing, 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 convincing. And yet we wonder why we convince people in, but then they cancel after a month or they get a refund. It's because they weren't enrolled into buying. They were convinced into buying. We were creating evidence to sell them, not to enroll them into an after state. And so you want to make sure that you're focusing on the benefits, the after state, future casting, bringing people out there, allowing them to see themselves into the future so they know that your product is one of the bridges that will get them there, not that you're value stacking them and giving them thousands of bonuses that they're not going to consume in the first place because you're going to struggle to get them to consume the videos that you're creating anyways or the manual for your product or to take your supplements on time or to use your product as prescribed because changing human habits is probably the most important part of our job, not necessarily selling products, okay? And I have two more, two more. And they're both extremely important. Actually, they're all important, but this one's really, really important. A good offer or a good product is not a business. A good offer or a good product is not a business. Now, I'm gonna make a bold statement here. But I watch many businesses tell me that they're going to succeed because they launched a product and made a million dollars or a half a million dollars. So they have a business. So they double down, they invest wide instead of deep, and then they go out of business. With digital marketing, the ability to buy traffic, the ability to buy attention with influencers and affiliates, the ability to launch podcasts and content and access the amount of people that we access it's relatively easy when you know what you're doing to find a thousand customers with relative ease. But that is a small subset, not the big pool. And I watch people make decisions based on this launch model or the success of this launch, not the feasibility of a business because they're playing the short game and not the long game. And so I love when people nail good offers and good products, but it doesn't mean that it's a business and you have to be intentional and methodical about everything that you're doing. And so you might nail an offer, right? And you can sell that offer, but when that customer bone, that customer pool dries out, if you don't understand the lead magnet that's required to create more customers than the content that's required to get more attention, to get more people into that lead magnet, to get more people into that product, and then understand the customer journey on the back end of that product to keep them in the system, maintaining their results, and either do your marketing for you or escalate up your value ladder as they become more and more of a a customer, they either buy other products, increase consumption, you know, take more product, buy more digital products, then you don't have a business. You have one offer or one product and be careful on the decisions that you make with that so you don't create a bed that you don't want to sleep in. And then the final part I wrote down and I'm going to read it to you. And I covered this earlier, but I want to make sure. Finally, Many companies lose sight of the real measure of success. Success is not launching on time, getting good reviews, getting press, getting virality, or winning evaluations. It's getting the product 
installed correctly, utilized correctly, and in the hands of our customers, but not just because they have them. What is really the ultimate goal is having happy customers successfully using your product. And I watch more companies spend 95% of their time trying to convince more people to buy without realizing that all the ones that they did sell didn't achieve the goal and turned into an anti-marketing machine and put them out of business. My fear is never that we can't sell a product. Because selling a product, if the product is good, just comes down to finding the right offer for the right audience, which is just words and testing. What I can't fix is when you sell all those products and make promises and claims and the people that trusted you with their hard-earned money didn't achieve the goal because you didn't hold them accountable, design their customer journey, or support them through the process and you create an anti-marketing machine that you can never recover from because you burnt more bridges than you could ever rebuild or repair. And so it is imperative that you understand that the success of your offer is predicated on your customers achieving the desired goal and maintaining it, not you selling it and getting their credit card information. So that's all the mistakes that I see when it comes to offers and making offers. And so take this for what it's worth. Listen to it a few times. Take notes. Check yourself. Check the boxes. Make sure that you're doing it congruently and that you're focusing on the right things that are going to move the needle for your business forward. So with all that being said, I'm going to end this video. And remember that relationships will always beat out Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review if you like me. Actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined. But I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this. And I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it. But our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family. I want to be in a relationship with you. And I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have, our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally, just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.